0: to another keel Hauled podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot of sea of thieves news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend i know i did just wanted to wish you all a happy holiday whether you're celebrating one holiday or the other personally i would recommend uh just having a good time spend time with those that you love and you're probably wondering how come you're getting another episode this week well i've mentioned this in the past and i want Wanted to bring something that I thought would be special for you guys. So, this is kind of my present to the Sea of Thieves community. And I wanted to bring an interview that I had with Cameron Firebomb Thomas, who is one of the senior community management over at Rare. And we sat down for quite a while and talked about his life, his gaming, his experiences with the game industry, and kind of how he got into Rare, and then just kind of g- games in general. We talked a lot about games, and I'm hoping that I'll get another chance to. To have him on because I do want to dive into some different topics in the uh, future that revolve around kind of um, more the the things that he does around rare and some of the things that he's looking forward to and just kind of generally get another chance to chat with him. So I hope you all really enjoy this interview. Um, there's a, a lot that I cut out at the end after we got done talking for the podcast. So if um, if need be, I will see if I can supplant that somewhere else if it if it seems warranted. Cause it's just, kind of side chit chat and stuff but for the most part i think you're going to enjoy this i had a really good time talking with him and he's the one that does all of the community spotlights on the actual website so if you ever go to see these websites and you see the spotlight and it's written up and you get all those questions from the rare staff asking the community member uh, different things and getting those answers he's the one that always does this so thank you cameron for all the work that you've done on the community management team i really appreciate it and again thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to kind of do this interview with me to kind of talk about your life, and without further ado, I bring you Cameron Firebomb Thomas. Um, but this was too good of an opportunity to to get a chance to actually chat with you because I've we've actually chatted in in, in the past, mm. well over a year ago at this point. Yeah, and um, it was one of those few things where. I like. I've always known who you are. Um, mm. After after I got into digging into the game, yep. I've been I've been diving into the past since the the January and the February before the game launched, mm. and that's when I found out there there's there's this whole old guard of community management that's that's been kind of like holding the torch and, <laughs> and carrying it for for CS:ES. So you've always been like one of the people in the background that I've always just known is there, working every single day to 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 do stuff for the game. And um, because of that, I I wanted to to kind of reach out and be like, all right, you've you've been around the longest uh, for for as far as I can I can tell, uh, f- working on Cth. So I wanted to kind of talk with you because you've basically seen everything. Um, from from Alpha to, to launch to current day, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I've, in fact, what well, I'll, I'll start by saying, thank you very much for inviting me um, to chat with you. Oh, no it's, um, it's it's very flattering. Um, <laughs> it is very very flattering. Um, I think uh, it, it's it's a weird one. I think like um, community management is one of those things that um, you do it and uh, you do it partly because you like people. Um, and I would say yeah. it's definitely one of the reasons why I got into it in the first place. Um, and it's it's, it's it's just really nice when, um, you know, you don't necessarily look for like praise or anything like that, but it is, it is very nice when the players um, and the fans like take the time to, or like you have, just say, oh, you know, I want to hear a little bit about you and what you do and why you're doing this, etc. So, yeah, thank you. Um, oh, no problem. I, I really appreciate it. Um, Going back to what you said before, um, so yeah, I've um, gosh, I, I've been at Rare for um, about four and a bit years. So I I joined in October, twenty fifteen. Um, so it was it was actually a couple of months after Rare Replay had came uh, had come out. Um, mm-hmm. So um, my early days at Rare, at least my first couple of months, um, was um, s- sort of finding my feet. Um, yeah. But then also um, helping with some of the uh, the post the post launch marketing um, and community stuff we were doing for Rare Replay. Um, so um, so yeah, it was it was it was it was very early at that point. CFDs was um, was still being prototyped, etc. So um, you know our, the prototype we were doing in um, uh, in Unity um, that was still like the you know our main focus. Or one of the main focuses. Obviously, we had the team building. Um, uh, the game in Unreal as well, but um, it was it, the Unity prototype was, um, you know, our uh, our main, I guess our main focus, and so um, we
0: uh. So your your first impressions of the game were a bunch of little pill people running around and hitting each other with uh, planks and sticks yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was um, it, it was fun as well because obviously, like, I would seen um, I would obviously seen the announcement at, um, E3 that summer um and it it was weird as well because i i, I watch E3 every year um yeah um and it, i don't know it's just it's just weird thinking about it now because obviously i watched um the Xbox press briefing that year i saw CFDs and I was like oh that looks really cool at no at that point i hadn't intended to come and work at rare do, do you know what i mean so it, mm-hmm. like it was like it was it's it's weird that only a couple of months later i was like oh i'm I'm working at Rare, um, so <laughs> uh, that seems like well.
0: a that seems like a really big leap as well, too. Like you're you're talking about being being interested in in the game, and then you know a few months later you you're working at Rare. How do you like? <laughs> there's some there's a, a bit of a story there that I think that I think we're glazing over. So how did you actually get into Rare?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. That's I, I will. I'll tr- I'll keep it as succinct as possible for you. I have a I have a tendency to um, give a little bit too much detail in the stories that I tell, for better or worse. So, um, but I'll I'll try to keep it as succinct as possible. Um, so I don't
0: I don't want to don't let me cramp your style. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all ears at this point. I'm really curious because I mean I'm I'm on this this precipice. Like I, I'm I'm where you were four and some years ago. Where I'm like, oh, God, you know, I I would love to work for rare as a community management because that's kind of what i'm i'm working on right now so i mean if you've got some if you've got some news or some information or some tips about what i can do or what Mm. others could do if maybe they're interested i i love the the whole story about how people get into the industry because i think that's one of those one of those tantalizing idols at the end of a of a dungeon that people want to grab and run off with
1: yeah no for sure um yeah, it it's 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 always a it's always a very tough question to um to answer, I think, because um yeah, when I th- when I think about it actually, th- there's been multiple times like in the past um where I've been asked like, you know, like rather than how did you get into the industry? The question is like just how do you get into the industry, if you know what I mean? Do, do, you, do you know what I mean like the subtle difference mm-hmm. between just generally how do you get into the industry and the question of how did you specifically get into, into the industry? And I think the um the the former is um, more difficult to answer because there's obviously not one one specific way to get in. Um, but in my case, um, it was interesting. I uh, so I actually worked at um, I'm not sure if you remember. Um, some people may remember. Actually, um, there was a, a Microsoft Studio in London. I'm from London, um, mm-hmm. called um, Xbox uh, or Microsoft. Sorry, I should say Microsoft Soho Studios. So Microsoft Soho Studios um, shared a building with Lyft London, um, and um, which was another Microsoft studio. The main focus of the, those studios was um, uh, they had worked on other stuff in the past. So there was um, there was a Sesame Street game for Kinect um, that they had worked on uh, previously. This was before yeah. my time. Um, some of you may remember that one. But the main thing. Um, so that was around the time. So I think that, that was back in summer twenty fourteen. So by that at that point, the um the current generation of consoles, the Xbox One, PS Four, etc., um had only been out for about half a year or so. Um, and obviously, you remember one of the big things um, for launch. Um, one of the, well. Yeah, one of the big things when those thing uh, when those consoles launched was you can make your own clips um, directly on your console, and you can edit them, and you can upload and share with your friends, etc., etc., etc. So that was um, so for Xbox specifically. Um, there was still is actually I think um, the the upload app uh, upload app uh, the Xbox upload app. So Microsoft Soho was um, uh, specifically in charge of well they created the app. Um and uh we used to have an editorial team which was made up of um a few of us uh community managers. Um we had a couple of producers as well, um someone working in social media, uh someone in marketing, and we also had a video team in the studio as well. At the same time, the studio was obviously working there was engineers, etc. 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 A bunch of people working on um this app, but specifically the editorial team. There mm-hmm. was about um, six or seven of us. Um and what we would do is um We would uh, create content for the Xbox Upload app. Um, So it was a case of doing um, like top tens every week, like, you know, these are the best Minecraft (laughs) builds, like um, the best kills in Battlefield, et cetera. Um, So that's how I got my start. So it was one of my friends um, who's actually a a YouTuber, um, Arix uh, Arix Gaming um, is his uh, his YouTube channel. So he. He used to work. He used to work there. We've been friends for a long, long time since we were kids, and um, we went to school with each other, etc. Um, and uh, he was working there at the time, um, and he said um, he, he asked if um, I wanted to come in uh, for work experience. Um, I just I was just out of uni at the time, um, so I said oh, I was like, okay, uh, you know, you, you have the summer like a long summer ahead of you, and you're just like, I. I need to do something uh, <laughs> right, um, yeah, I need to do something, so I, I was like, yeah sure, I'll do you know a couple of weeks' work experience, um and when I was there, I was doing mostly sort of like messaging people on Xbox Live. We used to have an Xbox Live account, which we let people send their clips to, obviously to submit for the top ten videos that we would uh, put out and um I was there a couple of weeks, and I really, really enjoyed it, like really liked the team, etc, and then at the end of it, uh, they said oh do you want to do you want a job um are we like, you know, how you've been doing. Um, would you like a job? Um, and I kind of jumped at the opportunity because I, I think a lot of people, uh, even now, it's just like again, it goes back to the question of how do you get into the game industry. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time it just, it's weird. Like you just, I guess, not stumble into it because I don't really want to downplay the hard work that people do to get into the industry. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. A lot of the time it's um. Being in, you know, knowing the right people and being in the right place at the right time, and doing, and also doing things, um, doing things that really show that you're passionate about um, games in, in in general. I think, like, if I think about all the mm-hmm. all the people out there, like even even yourself, man, like um, all the people out there that are doing like stuff like podcasts and um, you know creating videos, streaming content, uh, doing video content, um, you know, how, even even stuff like blogs, like. Even even if it's stuff that you're doing as a hobby um, or if it's something that you're doing as a career as well, I think those are all, I guess, potential gateways to get into the industry, I think. Um, because as yeah. soon as you start, you know, um, making yourself known within the industry, you build up yourself a little community, etc. Um, people will start to, you know, people will start to take notice. And that's, I always say that that's, that is valuable experience. You're, if you're you know interviewing for say like a community manager job or whatever it is, that's um that's valuable experience. Um, you know I have I had a gaming podcast or I had a a, a blog or something like that. Um, the quality yeah. is there, like that's that's awesome. So um, uh so yeah so, sorry that was a bit of a tangent, but
0: the uh no no that's. <laughs> That's, that's really good because that is that is a, a really good point and you're not the first person that's actually uh, brought that up to me I've a uh, super pack for the the player one podcast he's a good friend and one of the things he told me a while back was that everything that I'm I'm working on personally is already good for the resume yep. if I ever wanted to jump into the industry and and start working as a community management and stuff and I'm like well, that's cool because this is all just fun and games for me. So <laughs> if this will help me help me get into the industry, then that's awesome because that wasn't the intent uh, at the start of it. So mm, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that <laughs> that's a little there's a little foundation to that beyond uh, just friends friends praising.
1: Yeah, no, no, for real. I think, uh, yeah, it's um, see it as you know your. I think yeah, like a lot of people. I don't think intend. To get into video games, and I think it's like, like, like you said, like if it's if they just end up doing something that they just really love, like video games is a hobby for them, and that's a lot of the time how they, you know, how they get into it. Obviously, there's, there's, there's certain jobs, like, um, especially if you're um an artist or um you work in engineering. I think um, you know, there's there may there may be a lot more steps to that, like you know, whether it's you know be qualified in a certain area. Where it's in you know whether Mm -hmm. it is engineering computer science etc or um a field of art um because obviously you're going to need a portfolio there i would sit uh, in the same vein in community specifically like if you're working on you know stuff like blogs and videos and whatever that is also you know that also builds up a portfolio if you know what i mean um yeah and um, and so it's it's, it's definitely a good thing good thing to be doing um and uh yeah so i that's Yeah. So that's how, um, that's how I ended up at Soho. Um, just, um, yeah, just coincidentally, um, went in for a work experience. Um, they liked what I did because I had been doing, um, graphic arts at university. So, um, Mm -hmm. the, I guess the extra stuff that go, that went with, um, the sort of work we were doing. So there was, there was graphic design involved. Um, yeah, there was also video editing involved because I had experience doing that either through, um, you know, sorry making my own videos or um just through the work that i'd done when i was at uni uh that obviously helped mm-hmm. as well and you know they liked it and so they kept me on um which was awesome um so that lasted around i'd say i was there i started work experience there in july um and i started working there properly in sort of like august um sort of like late summer time um and i wasn't there for long unfortunately um i wasn't there for long um Mm-hmm. there were some uh, you know some changes happened um internally and so um eventually that team uh was more or less uh dissolved unfortunately um and uh yeah and so yeah around sort of like early that year so about end of december january um you know i was i, I ended up being um made uh, uh redundant which is unfortunate but you know it, it is it is what it is it happens um and, uh, you see that a
0: lot with uh, with games industry, unfortunately, as projects ramp up and ramp down. Unless it's a studio that's something like a first party that are constantly looking for for the next you know work to to start up on, you're you're always kind of in that limbo between whether or not you're going to survive or or uh, have to shift to a different studio and and find work. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and it's um you know there's always that um. Uh, I guess that I guess I guess you could say risk involved um and despite that like I, I really I think I cherished those like you know four or five months that I was there because um going back to your original question I don't think I'd and I would have ended up at Rare if it wasn't for the experience that um I gained uh, while I was there um so um sort of like I guess that was early 2015 um I was out of a job for quite a while and then um through um a series of um through a series of events um you know rare uh you know had my cv on file because obviously i was with an agency before and you know mm-hmm. my details were were around and my cv got passed on um through um uh, also through uh, through my, my my friend actually um he had um uh my friend alex or arix gaming um uh, he knew he actually knew um we had been what we had worked with rare before so uh, i think um Uh, Obviously, because of uh, upload being sort of like a platform wide thing, we would work with several different publishers and studios, and um, uh, we had worked with Rare in the past. um, And so, uh, just through that relationship, um, uh, Rare ended up getting my um, uh, CV uh, from uh, friends at um, uh, Soho as they were looking for a community manager at the time. Um, And I got (laughs) it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I think, because actually, sort of like, I think. One thing I should I, I say should to say to people is that I think you just need that you need that foot in the door I think once you get that foot in the door within the industry um yeah
0: that,
1: um, obviously it's not easy like you know it's, it's there's still a lot of challenges in terms of when you know when you want to um, you know move around and work on different projects and stuff but I think that first i think the biggest hurdle is just getting in in the first place and once you're in um, and you have that experience um it, it's, it's definitely really helpful um yeah. so um so yeah, they took my CV. I think. Oh, sorry,
0: go on, man, go on. Uh, I think that's kind of everyone's, uh, everyone's hurdle to to jump is how much time it takes just getting to know people in the in the industry before you actually get a chance to feasibly get into the industry yourself. Yep. It, it does seem like you you really have to um, build up like a, a group of people around you that you're like, okay, these are all folks that I know in the industry who could vouch for my character. Mm. And I have to prove that I can pull out the actual, or I can pull off the actual job if I did get the opportunity, but at least I've got these people who are willing to, to kind of stand next to me and say like, yeah, he he'd be able to, to handle that.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, it's interesting because um, <laughs> I always, I sort of like growing up, as i always thought like um game developers and people that worked in the game industry were like i don't know like the Loch Ness Monster or something like they don't they, they exist <laughs> but they, don't, they don't really exist if you know what i mean <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's a it's a weird one like obviously there are hundreds and thousands of people that work on bringing these you know that make this industry what it is um but at the same time uh i think it's I guess depending on what circles that you you know that you you know that you associate with, you know, not many people necessarily know, like game developers, if you know, what I mean, or people that work in games. Because um, oh, it's, it's still registered it's true. in the industry as well, isn't it? So um yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: devs devs back in the day were just like this elusive shrouded ghost, you know, you never yeah, knew exactly. it was out there, but you've never actually seen one in, in person, so you just hear stories around you and you're like, I, I guess there were people that did stuff for this thing that I love, but I can't really be sure.
1: Exactly, exactly, and I think that's what's really cool about um, uh, not not even just community management, but I think especially nowadays where um, you know there's a lot more events going on, developers and uh, etc. Going to different events and meeting people um, and just seeing just like how. Um, yeah, I guess how passionate everyone is about video games. Like, I think it's obvious from my perspective, obviously, and from a lot of perspective, of a lot of people that I work with, like, you know, a lot of us grew up playing video games and we've always been really passionate about it. Um, and it's just, it, even though we were also on that side of things, in fact, I'm still on that side of things, like as much as um, I'm a community manager, like I'm still like a massive, um, like a massive gaming fan. Um, so it's just it's, it's just really nice um, when you do see um, people uh at shows that are genuinely really interested and excited to just chat to you just as a not even just as a you know as a game developer obviously but also as a just a just a general person and you know human being so um
0: so you you've been playing games most of your life then you'd say
1: yes yeah definitely
0: this is gonna be pretty much the point where Cameron and I start diving into more about Cameron's history with video games as he starts to tell me some of his favorite games and systems and what he used to like to play when he was younger. So how did that start?
1: Uh that started with um so my cousin, um uh one of my older cousins, uh she had um and she probably still has it to be fair somewhere, um she had a uh <laughs> she had a, a, a Nintendo uh, entertainment system an s um and so uh i used to my family's quite close um i have quite a few cousins we're all relatively within the same age uh, age range as well um and we, we, you know there's a lot there's a lot of family gatherings uh still is um and so we would go over there quite a lot um and i'm trying to remember she had uh, super mario brothers uh ninja gaiden Mega Man 2 i think it was maybe I think it was Mega Man 2 and Duck Hunt. Um so so
0: clearly she's got some good taste. So very,
1: very very good taste. Um <laughs> funny enough she doesn't really play um video games that much anymore because um you know she's um you know, she's in her mid 30s now she's got three kids a uh, husband etc but um she she yeah. she is responsible for um uh, I would say she is responsible for exposing me to uh, to video games um at a, at a very young age which I'm very grateful for. Um, but yes yeah, so that's so how it
0: started. I, I was, I was um, introduced to games through a birthday party uh, when I was seven back in 1987 mm-hmm. so about how old were you when you got introduced into games?
1: I must have been I must have been around so I was born in I forgot the year I was born. Oh, how terrible is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yes, no, uh, 92, so um so I would say I was about 4. I reckon I was about 4 years old. Wow. Um when I got introduced because that that that's my most vivid memories and I think because of if you can imagine 92 that um the Nes was already uh, the SNES was already out even in 92. Yeah. Um so I was introduced to Nes first but obviously by that point um the super nintendo um was already out but so i was quite late for a little while like quite late to the party with yeah. a lot of things like um like i got um uh, my first actual console that i had was the n64 like the first actual console that i owned myself um nice so i was quite late to the party with even that um but it was um you know it was just it was just because where i was born relative to where we were in terms of console generations etc mm-hmm. um but yeah. Um, you know, it was uh it was it was it was it was early on. Um and then uh you know, it just went from there really.
0: Oh that's funny. So you you said you're still you're still a big fan of games and stuff. So what kind of games are you playing now that uh that don't that that aren't sea of thieves, I should say?
1: Yeah, oh man. Um where do I begin? Um Well, what are you
0: playing late right now? (laughs) Let's (laughs) go. Let's go with now, and we'll kind of work back to some of your favorites. Cool. Um.
1: So right now, um, I'm playing quite a lot of um Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um. On really, yeah, on the Nintendo Switch. So um, uh, I recently finished my first uh, playthrough um with one of the houses, and I liked it enough. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna start New Game Plus and do another one of the. the (laughs) Um, So I've been playing quite a lot of that, um, and also. Um, bits and pieces of other games like uh Monster Hunter. I'm a massive Monster Hunter fan. Um, oh really? So, yeah, okay. so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, yeah, so it, Have, go. On, sorry.
0: Oh, I was gonna. I was. I was curious because you you brought up Monster Hunter, but you're playing uh, Fire Emblems. Are you going to dive into Dauntless at all? Until uh, until something in the cosmos changes and Monster Hunter finds its way on the Switch.
1: So, so, that's a that's a that's a very good question. It's funny because um, my girlfriend actually downloaded uh, Dauntless today, um, and mm-hmm. had uh, been messing around with it. We we used to play Monster Hunter quite a bit, um, when it was on the 3DS. Um, but now, obviously, it's on console. Um, she doesn't own like, yeah. a PlayStation Four or an Xbox or anything, so we don't really play it together anymore. But it's something that I might actually um take a look at uh, since uh, if she likes it, if she ends up like ends up liking it then um I think I'll I'll give it a go it means we can get back on that carp hunting action. So um
0: It's a it's a free game to download and, and exactly. I can speak from personal experience that I, I did appreciate playing the game uh, when I when I when it first came out for PC, uh, I had a good time playing with it. It was a really fun experience. Really? So if you if you like Monster Hunter, Dauntless is like the sea of thieves fortnite uh, aesthetic mm. with the same feel of of the the monster hunter game so you'd you'd probably get re- get into it and feel real comfortable with uh with a lot of the the way the gameplay style is that's
1: what i like to hear that's what i like to hear i'm yeah. uh, I, def- <laughs> I i definitely yeah i definitely need to try it in in fact it's, it's it's a weird one it's just it just feels like there's so much coming out uh these days um that it's it's you know it's hard to keep track of things like um, even even with CFDS, I haven't really um, had much of a chance to um, uh, to play it uh, this year, um, mainly because I've been focusing a lot on other hobbies, obviously aside from video gaming. But then also um, stuff like um, uh, Monster Hunter has been taking up a lot of my time. Although in the new year, um, I wanna I wanna get back on um, uh, get back on CFDS and um, uh, start. Well, not having to live vicariously through the community in terms of <laughs> <laughs> in terms of all their adventures um, that they're having. So, um, uh, so yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully, I can do that. Um, but yes, it's it's been a lot of months starting there this year. Um, lots of it. That's awesome. Mm.
0: So, what are some of the games that you're looking forward to in the future? Then,
1: ooh, games I'm looking forward to in the future. Um,
0: we've got a pretty stacked first quarter for 2020 and then it's all up in the air for the next console generation so are there any things that are coming out over the next uh, you know 3 to 6 months that you you're looking forward to
1: um yeah there's um uh final fantasy 7 remake is a big one for me um i i would say it's mainly because final fantasy 7 is a special a special game for me it's um I'd say, outside of Pokemon, um, it's like the first, mm-hmm. like, major, I guess, uh, role-playing game that I played. Um, it was my introduction to Final Fantasy. It was my introduction to, um, I guess, like more mature role-playing games, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, more story-heavy, yeah. um, more story-heavy games in general, actually. Um, and so, it's quite special to me. And obviously, this uh, Final Fantasy VII remake was announced. Gosh. 2015 so it's been a long time coming (laughs) isn't it (laughs) um yeah so i'm yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that a lot um and um cyberpunk um uh 2077 2077 yeah however you want to say it um uh looking forward to that and um uh neo2 as well neo2 i'm looking forward to a lot um you could probably notice a pattern here i'm I I, I love uh, RPGs um, Yeah, games that are, you know, fairly, well, it doesn't even have to be story driven, but I think um, games with um, a focus on, uh, you know, adventure and, you know, combat Mm -hmm. and things like that. um, I know it sounds quite broad, but um, yeah, I'm a massive um, action adventure slash uh, role playing fan. So you probably noticed that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. What about you anyway? What, What are you looking forward to?
0: Ooh, well, there's so many. It's hard to decide, but I'm definitely looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077. I've I've always had a huge love with anything that's kind of uh, kind of futuristic, android implants and dystopian future kind of thing, and this game just looks like it's 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 ambitious uh for the moment and until I get a chance to actually sit down and play it, I'll have to uh, reserve judgment, but they're they're speaking my language and uh, <laughs> the language is, is ones and zeros and I'm digging it. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna have to uh, dive into that. But it's tough because I obviously love Sea of Thieves and I know that the way that the the gameplay is, is rolling out right now, we're kinda it looks like we're coming to a head with uh, with a really good update for the second year anniversary. And it's not that far off. So I can imagine over the course of the next three months, I'm going to be wanting to stay with, uh, with the, the lore that's coming out with Mm. sea of thieves. But at the same time, I'm looking at animal crossing and I'm thinking, (laughs) I, uh, I love, I love Tom Nook. I love Timmy and Tommy, and I just want to give them nothing but bells all day. I just want to shower in bells and spend a lot of time making a house that doesn't actually exist and, uh, living on an Island with a bunch of animals so, but it's it's funny that you bring up Final Fantasy VII because that's a game where I've I've been playing games for a very long time. I've never actually played more than the first couple hours of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, really? In any shape or form? Yeah, it's one that everyone has. Every, uh, I, I can't say everyone, but a fair amount of people have a lot of nostalgia for, yep. and I don't have that. So when I saw the Final Fantasy VII remake, I was like, oh that's kind of cool. I have no clue what it's about. And that was, that was about as far as it got for me. But I know a lot of folks are are really anticipating Mm. uh, this first, uh, this first episode. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't take them another, another five or six years to, to make the second episode.
1: I really hope not. I think it's, I'm actually kind of jealous uh, (laughs) of you. Um, Like, you know, if, you not having any sort of like expectations, like real expectations about what this should be or needs to be. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I am quite worried about because obviously it's uh, like Final Fantasy VII is um, for a lot of people, the Final Fantasy game, just because I think for a lot of people, including myself, um, it was their first introduction to Final Fantasy uh, as a series. Like it was was massive. I think it's still the best selling Final Fantasy game ever. I think. Um,
0: Wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, it was, um, and obviously at the time, you know, it was the graphics were groundbreaking or at least the cutscenes were, um, and, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, totally. uh, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of expectations, um, on it and, um, I'm confident that hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll do a good job, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot, uh, th- there's a lot of expectations on this. And so, um, I wish, uh, I wish Square Enix luck, um, not just as a, just a fan, but this is, I guess like someone else, um, In the industry, like I hope they do. I hope it does well because I can understand from even from a community perspective, like you know their their community has a lot of expectations on it, and I can't even imagine what it must feel like to you know be working on it and thinking, oh crap, uh, people gonna like this, and when it comes out, like what is the reaction gonna be? What's the sentiment gonna be like? Um, You know, it's uh, it must be nerve wracking. So um, yeah, I wish them I wish them the best with that one.
0: Yeah. And uh, now have you talked to um uh Ted and cuz isn't he over at um Oh no wait, he's working at Ubisoft, isn't he?
1: He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I was trying to think. I for some reason I had this thought in my head where I was like, "Oh, he's over at Square, isn't he?" Like he 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 could probably get in touch with you and, and work on on figuring out a way for you to get some some access to and I was like, no wait, <laughs> he's over at Ubisoft. No, he's, Dang it. A, he's over at U- uh. Ubisoft. Yeah. Um his, his
1: <laughs> um his wife Steph um who used to work at Rare um she is um yeah she 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 was at Square Enix actually she was at Square Enix over so Oh Rare.
0: that's what it, Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm remembering that connection. Because she's over it. she was is she still in Japan?
1: Uh, I don't believe I can't so. remember. I don't believe so. Oh man believe so but um
0: i can't yeah when that happened i was really surprised i was like wait she's going to japan he's going to can't. why are they going for the and then i was like oh it's games industry that's I, that's just how that works i guess
1: yeah i think uh, i think a lot of people um you know i think you know there's a fair amount of um you go where um where the opportunities are i think well i think that's, you know life in general um but i think yeah. uh, with the with the game industry there's a there's good opportunities popping up all over the place and you know, it's it's a case of just you yeah, go where go where the wind <laughs> go where you're most yeah go where the wind blows go where you're most you know where you feel you're gonna be most comfortable et cetera um,
0: yeah so that's crazy okay so a couple couple things I wanted to ask um you mentioned n sixty four yes can you pick out one game that's your favorite from the n sixty four
1: one game that's my favorite from n sixty four um, I would say oh, Favorite N sixty four would probably be Majora's Mask. Definitely Majora's oh. Mask. Yeah.
0: Um. I'm gonna oh <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. Let me I need to click leave call. Let me see where is that there it is. Okay. It's not working for some reason. I'll have to come back to that later. Uh I Moving right on past Majora's, past mask, Majora's mask. Um let's the <laughs> So have you, I oh man, I, I, I commend you for for uh, for going with that because that's definitely uh, my least favorite of the Zelda games. Is it? Um,
1: that's that's fair. I, it, I can understand why, to be honest.
0: It it subverted the genre uh, for me in, yep. in in put a timer on there in a world where I had just come off of Ocarina at time and I was looking for that next Zelda fix. Yep, and being being told that there's a smaller world and that it's time gated uh really really kind of rubbed me the wrong way at a young age because i wanted to spend so much time in that world and because there was all these these you know you couldn't run around as link you had to run around as as a, a deku shrub link and you had to do these other things i was like this isn't this isn't what i was expecting so i was i was wholeheartedly let down with my own personal expectations of what I thought this game was going to be. And ever since I've had this, this dumb child grudge against the game as a result. So I've never gone back to beat it and uh, that's on me, but no, I think yeah, uh, Majora's mask was definitely, definitely not my favorite, but go ahead.
1: No, I, th- no I, th- I think that's, I think that's fair actually. Cause it's funny. Like I, you know, I mentioned sort of like getting consoles late, etc. Um, up until a certain mm-hmm. age, like, so Uh, And n64 was one of those things um majora's mask as well i actually played i got that and played it before i played ocarina of time so um yeah so that's the thing so my uh okay yeah so it's really interesting um so what i really liked about it was it was actually the more the atmosphere that they went with um it was very i think my least favorite part of it was actually the timer um Mm-hmm. It, it just felt really weird obviously I understood it within context of what the game was trying to do but just purely from the perspective yeah. of I want to explore this world um, it was just annoying it was, it was really jarring but I think what really took it you know to the next level for me um, was um, uh, yeah it was just uh, the atmosphere um, and the sense of exploration you did get um, in certain areas even though the world was you know, relatively small um, and actually, I think yeah. playing Majora's Mask first um, enhanced Ocarina of Time um, for me. While I think obviously Majora's Mask is my favorite, just purely from a nostalgia perspective, like it was my first, it was my first like console Zelda game, etc. Um, Ocarina of Time was definitely enhanced because when I played it, even though it was older, for some reason, just given how big it was in comparison, um, you know, all the dungeons. Um, even the time skip stuff blew my mind. I was like, "Whoa!" It felt like it felt like a sequel to me. Obviously, it, uh, so um, so yeah. It, it Majora's Mask definitely helped with my um, perception of Ocarina of Time.
0: Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. i never, I've never thought about because uh, for me it was always chron- chronological but I'd never thought about if someone had been introduced to Majora's Mask how weird this vast untime limited world of Orcarina of Time would have been presented mm. and that's, that's such an interesting perspective to, to come at it from um, moving on I wanted to ask because you mentioned Final Fantasy 7 can I assume that the for the PlayStation, that was your favorite game for that console?
1: uh yeah, I would say yeah, I'd say Final Fantasy Seven was uh, uh, my favorite uh, on the PlayStation, although I would say it was closely followed by um, uh, this, uh, this is a game that I don't think a lot I don't think a lot of people have played so there were two specific games I loved on the PlayStation that were very close to Final Fantasy Seven just in terms of how much I liked them. Um, one of them was um, Breath of Fire Four. Um, mm, yeah. Which was um, uh, a Capcom game. Um, uh, for those, well, for those that don't know, um, Capcom RPG series, which has been kind of dead for a long time now. A um, really long time. Really long they've, time. Right? They've
0: only been pumping out their old stuff.
1: Exactly. Um, Breath of Fire Four was just yeah, amazing. Like just the the atmosphere, uh, just the story and the characters, even the um, I, I still say the sprite work in it. It's some of the best sprite work um, I've seen uh, in a video game. Like, there's so much personality in it. Even though it was a game that came out mm-hmm. in like, like I it must have been 2000, 1999, ninety nine, two thousand. Um, yeah, really, really good. loads of character. Um, the second, the second one uh, I was going to mention was um, Alundra. Alundra, um, yeah. which uh, I've
0: never heard of this. Have you
1: not? Oh, okay. So um, no. So <laughs> I, lo- I think a lot of people go. I guess too far and they call it oh it's the Zelda killer. It was basically um uh, I guess PlayStation's aren't to answer to Zelda at the time. Um 2D Zelda that is. Huh. Um I it, yeah, it's very it's a very good game. So it's like um it's very much like Zelda um but with more um a bigger focus on story and and uh, mm-hmm. characters etc. Um and um it's I would say it's I say it's a bit darker as well um but it's really really good just in terms of um a lot of the puzzles um that they squeezed in there the combat um there is uh platforming elements as well um, even though it's a top down um adventure stash role playing game like uh, uh like uh, 2D Elders, like uh, you know uh, links awakening past etc um it's still um they they added some some nice platforming in there as well but it's a it's a really good game Really, really, really good game. It, nice. it still holds up really well.
0: Are there any other uh, games that that have touched your life in a way that that anytime anyone asks you like what what some of your favorite games are, you you instantly get drawn back to?
1: Um, definitely. Uh, is it? Does a series count? I'm wondering if a series yeah. count.
0: Yeah, I'll count a series.
1: Um, uh, Street Fighter. Um,
0: Really? Yeah, Okay. I'm, I'm
1: a big, uh, people People at work will, will know me as a, I, I you know, I'm a massive um, uh, Street Fighter fan, um, mainly, um, I never used to be like massively into fighting games, it was just one of those, it was one of the social things, like when your family, your cousins would come around or your mates would come, you'd play like Smash Brothers mm-hmm. or Tekken or Street Fighter, wherever it was. Um, yeah. Street Fighter is an interesting one because um, where I'm from... Um, in uh you know you know in london um a lot of the um i guess the 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 subcultures you get pop culture you get in london um especially even within some of the music industry like grime which is a music genre uh from from london um a lot of um mm-hmm. there's a lot of sh- uh influence from street fire within that uh, music genre um a lot of the um the old um the old mcs um and dj's used to make a lot of their beats using, um, either PlayStation one, um, PlayStation one audio, um, chips or, um, from street fighter yeah. as well. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, um, so growing up, um, it was just, uh, especially within the community that I grew up in, it was just something that was like very prevalent fighting games in general, but especially street fighter. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just very dear to me because it's, Weirdly it reminds me of it reminds me of home. Um a lot of the you know the circles I used to um uh, will still do um uh you know socializing. Um, you know, there was mm-hmm. um, back when arcades were still a thing. They are sort of still a thing. um one of the arcades, uh, Trocadero, um in central London was somewhere that me and my friends would go to regularly, like every other weekend. Um and uh, Street Fighter was there. Um, you know, we would play tons of that. So um yeah, so it's that's uh,
0: really cool. Yeah. At this point, I wanted to get to know Cameron a little bit more when it comes to what he actually does as a job. So I start to pry a little bit more into his actual career with Rare. What is your kind of day-to-day life uh like at Rare? Like you're you're kind of the head of, of the Discord team as far as I can tell so what what's like a, a normal week that you kind of work on stuff for the community
1: uh it's, it's interesting it's um it's it's busy man so um uh so a bit of uh, so a bit of context so um our team is roughly gosh i'm i'm really bad at i've all of a sudden become really bad at maths. um many of us are there there's uh myself <laughs> um so i'm a senior community manager so i run um our discord um, and our forums um those are like my main uh, remits um you also have uh, mm-hmm. lee who has been here for gosh lee i loved it he's been at rare for almost 25 years um wow. so yeah so a, a long long time like he is uh he is an encyclopedia of rare knowledge as well it's it's insane. um
0: oh that's amazing yeah so
1: he he's been um uh, he's been a rare for a long time so you have uh, him uh, you also have uh uh, Christina, head of community, um, who, uh, who joined, well, who joined our team specifically, um, a few months ago. Um, she's great. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's been, um, she's been an awesome manager, like since she since she started. Um, we also have James, who joined uh, back in September as well. So he's um, uh, our social media manager. So he um, heads up uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, and also um, uh, the you know our Xbox Club as well um sort of like being yes uh working on that as well and then we also have uh, uh we have jordan uh who's our um uh community intern who um sort of like um gets to touch uh, like several different areas with the community like he you know he's involved with um, mm-hmm. some of the stuff we do with discord some of the stuff we do with social so um so yeah so that's us um the community team um and so yeah so my uh my day um they vary quite a bit. Depends on on what's going on, um, but a lot of the time, uh, you know, we'll meet um, in the morning. Um, so there's a there's usually nine forty five ish sort of time. Um, there's usually mm-hmm. um, sort of like a what we call uh, a release sync in the morning where we just look at the state of um, uh, the game really and just see like what's what's happening. Like um, you know. If has there been any incidents that have come in come in overnight like um how are our current um, set of bugs et etc tracking um, uh mm. how are we going how how are we doing um uh for the next release and for the like whether it's the next um like main release we have or the next like insider builds because obviously we have uh, a couple of those guy every week so it's basically just an overall yeah. meeting um, just to, just to look at the state of um uh, where we're at in in development really um towards our next uh, milestone and so I'm in i'm usually uh, in there sort of like have a mix of people in there you have um people from production um uh, engineering uh q a et cetera um so those are those mm-hmm. are um, uh, those are always really cool. um so i usually go in there just to represent the community team and then relay that information back to um the rest of the squad um nice. so um uh, and then uh, after that uh we um uh, it's usually just back uh, back to my desk and just catching up on things that have happened, whether it's on Discord or, or on the forums, um, and uh, seeing how things are going. Because obviously, um, I, I look after our moderators for those um, channels as well. Uh, but then also um, like deckhands, etc. So where I can, I, you know, I try to catch up on what's been going on. If there's been any issues that they've had, like someone bad, or there's been you know a situation. Um, I try to you yeah. Know, you know, help where I can with those, uh, with those situations. Um, and then for the rest of, um, the rest of the day, there are meetings. Um, there are, you know, other meetings that, you know, that, um, I get put into. So whether that's like planning for certain things that are coming up, like a promotion that's coming, up you know, just very cool for a release that we have coming up. Um, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get to, you know, get to,
0: kind of play around with all the different uh different things and see what can be uh can be talked about and what can be teased out and stuff yeah a lot of a lot of rare really likes to um kind of uh uh, toss out little little hints or teases um can you guys talk about maybe some of the history behind how the 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 side eyes started or um kind of what what like I've noticed as people kind of hit on certain threads in like with Twitter, um, if someone gets something that is close to being released, uh, sometimes the devs or, or the, the official, uh, Twitter handles will actually kind of retweet it with, um, kind of the side uh, eyes the, emoji. The spooked eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the side eyes emoji. Yeah. And there was a time where that was getting like one one person would retweet a, a, a comment with the side eyes and then another dev would retweet that that tweet with the side eyes and you'd start getting these these long retweet threads of just side eye is. and I don't know that um I've seen that too much nowadays but that was something that that anytime the 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 dev team would do that there'd be a groundswell with the community where a lot of us would be like oh oh this is something we should latch onto. this we should dig into this
1: yeah um (laughs) those are those are really interesting like i think um uh a lot of the time um we i I think a lot of the time we would we would play it by ear and we would be like uh, you know we obviously put certain things into the game for people to you know speculate on um I remember mm-hmm. it happened um, a long time back, um, where um, we had teased uh, we had teased out the the presence of um, ooh, presence of Merrick um, when we were working towards um, uh, the Hungering Deep with a certain shipwreck, which I'm sure um, a lot of you will probably remember. Um, but uh, I think, um, yeah, a lot of the time, in terms of like us, uh, I guess, stoking the flames, is that? Mm -hmm. Is that is that phrase that people use? (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: So um, yeah. In terms of uh, stoking those flames, I think um, a lot of the time, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll play it by air. I think if we see if we see it as something that um, the community is really um, uh, getting behind, uh, sometimes we'll just stay quiet. Just um, especially more recently, uh, we just like to just see Mm -hmm. um, where the speculation discussion goes without us like interfering. If you know what I mean, I think that's um, just seeing how that. That swells up organically um, uh, is really nice but I think earlier on um, it was nice to just um, nudge people I guess in in certain directions to see where that went but I think now especially we we, we like to just see where it goes organically uh, because there's some really see a lot of really fun theories um, um, like that uh, across the community so so yeah
0: For those of you that don't know, uh, a long time ago, Twitter used to be our main source of news from Rare when it came to teases, and this all kind of came in the form of a skeleton named Mr. Bones, or Captain Bones. Is that Would you say that's kind of why Captain Bones has been MIA for a while?
1: Well, it's interesting, actually, because um, that so captain bones was it was a funny one um so i used to um that used to be me um back in the day yeah, yeah um when i first started <laughs> Rest, that was my first my first i guess like job on cfds as a community manager was running that account um and um back then i think it was um a, ca- a case of really se- that captain bones was really us like setting the tone uh for how we would um mm-hmm. uh, we, how we would be doing community with cfds like we would be um not over the top priority but also there would be some elements to that cheeky, um, uh, yeah. you know, slightly um it was crude, uh, pirate um persona. It was playful. Yeah, playful.
0: It, it was it was playful and it was fun because it always it always felt like someone getting away with something they shouldn't be doing and using Captain Bones as that uh that that outlet to to get us just even just a little bit of something that would be cool that's going on at the studio.
1: Yeah hundred percent. Um, and so that was that was that was the main objective with um with uh, Captain Bones and us sort of like um giving ourselves a chance to find our feet with um the, the main uh CFDs um tone, I'd say. And mm-hmm. now we've uh now that we've uh, we've reached that point, um you know we we just decided that um we would um see if the the main CFDs account would be our focus. Um, uh, we'd sunset uh, yeah. uh Captain Bones, uh, but uh, I think um, uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> more recently, there's been, um, I think social's been doing really, really well because um, I think, a, you know, a majority of it is thanks to, you know, I just mentioned James who who started um, uh, back in September. I think his first week was um, our um, uh, our September update. So it was almost like a trial by fire, but he's he's been doing really well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um,
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Because yeah. yeah, he was he was just a fan of the game, and then he jumped in uh, and actually started working. There. Yeah, so
1: um, he's um, um he's been doing a really really good at good job at um developing that tone that we have. People probably notice like you know use of emojis and just sharing more people's clips and things like that, and just generally just being um, very playful on um uh, on our yeah. social accounts. Like um that's that's definitely something that um uh, he's um engineering at the moment. The, a really good job doing so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So I I have to ask, are you familiar with uh our our good uh recently di- di- um disappeared duke? Yes. And uh <laughs> his his status as a dark lord.
1: <laughs> his status as a dark lord. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
0: Cuz uh I I I mean this this could come off as conspiracy theory for some but there's i I would say that there's some some hard evidence that uh at 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 a certain point i'll probably reveal but i i've basically had a pretty good understanding of uh, duke's intentions for constantly sending pirates out to uh to to retrieve interesting items uh of no consequence or asking us i've i've I may have had it out for this guy since he started sending us out to go kill mermaid statues. But <laughs> oh, that was yeah,
1: like a year or, I, or so ago, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was, it was, uh, it, I, I had some questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can understand skeleton thrones. It's like, that's cool. We'll, we'll get a photo opportunity, but um, I, I still have not been uh, my, my, my thirst for knowledge for why we're destroying mermaid statues has not been quenched. Uh, thank you, Mister Chapman. You're constantly <laughs> dodging the question. Well, he's not dodging it, but um, he he always lets me know that it'll it'll come in in good time. It will. But uh, Duke Duke is a gentleman who I really don't understand his motivations. And uh, with him him leaving, it's kind of left this uh, power void that's been filled by what I would objectively say is an even worse character to to, to to kind of be in charge of the whole black market and bilge rat mercenary missions and stuff because um, I, don't, I don't know about you I'm not really comfortable getting a whole bunch of tombs of things called curses and power for uh, one said girlfriend or fiance uh, who may or may not be uh, tied to a person who rhymes with uh, uh John to I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but um,
1: yeah. Um, so I, I think it's safe to say that you're suspicious at the moment.
0: Very much so. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would suspect that. Um, well, like Stitcher Jim and uh, the Masked Stranger, definitely. Yep. I, I've got I've got serious questions about what their intentions are. I've I've never trusted them. Interesting. But uh, Duke is gone, and and I'm I'm curious to know: Will you support me with Duke the Dark Lord?
1: Sure. Are we talking like Voldemort, sort of? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just a Dark Lord in general. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his intentions are, but I've 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 long since felt that that he's a, a man of question, and I and I and I don't know what his intentions are, and I think that's what I I don't like the most because I can, I don't know about you, but I can sail out into the world and get a fair fair bead on who's who in the, uh, the pirate universe. Uh, you know, a lot of the sea dogs yeah. are, are out for the competitions. The gold hoarders like their gold and order souls like their, uh, their secrets and their memories and power and stuff. And the merchants are in it for, uh, for the, the trade control. Yeah. Uh, at least until we find out something else has happened and, uh, you know, you know, God forbid that the grand maritime union make it into sea of thieves. <laughs> uh, But uh, uh, until that day, we're kind of left sitting here with um, two people who I really, I have no clue what their intentions are other than causing mayhem. And uh, (laughs) I guess, I guess to make a a Dark Knight reference, um, you know, the the Joker is just pure chaos. And that's kind of how, that's kind of how I view uh, Stitcher Jim and and Duke. Uh, So Um. if... I'm trying to get some more Dark Lord support out there for for people who are willing to uh, to, to join me in the the eventual overthrowing. <laughs>
1: the overthrowing of Duke. Uh, Duke. Oh, okay, uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's, a, it's a mutiny, just a mass mutiny. I would, yeah,
0: I would say, um, yeah. Oh,
1: it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think um, Duke is obviously a, he's a he's a hustler, isn't he? He's a, he's a, he is. He's a hustler. He is. Um, and I think, you know, almost to almost to a fault when you when you mention chaos, um,
0: yeah. the seem
1: th- fairly careless
0: I think he's playing with stuff that he doesn't he doesn't fully understand, mm. and I think that he's getting influenced by people who have more malicious intent. Yeah. And uh, I, I honestly, I'm 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 just uh, I mean, the game, the the note on the tavern says that he's going out looking for Lorena and the only Lorena I know is from uh, the the young woman who made it to Sea of Thieves by stowing away on a ship and finding a crew that led them to the shores of gold. Mm-hmm. And if if that's the case, that's that's really awesome because I would love to see her representation in Sea of Thieves because she's got a lot of a lot of interesting stories to tell. Yeah. And uh, I kind of believe her to be a little more of um, maybe a a trustworthy figure, mm. and if if Duke is actually going to go find her, then maybe she'll bring balance to the force of the build rats
1: oh, That's interesting. I, but uh, a, see, this is what I like, man. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. What I'm talking about. This is <laughs> this is this is the thing. Like, I think um, where Sea of Thieves isn't always like in your face uh, with um, the story. Obviously, we have we have. The, the tall tales um and there's um there's there's bits of lore that are teased through um it actually reminds me a lot of uh dark souls just through um just the way that you can pick up hints of some of the lore through item descriptions um and um mm, yeah uh just st- some of the stuff that npcs just say not even as part of a cutscene or a, spe- a specific voyage or a tall tale just stuff that they say if, you, if you're really attentive and you choose to you know dig uh into that stuff um so you, you know so yeah it's interesting it, that you you go you're ahead. saying. um and so i think like a lot of uh that that saga obviously uh, i think you know players can obviously feel that there's something happening especially um after um uh, obviously we've just had um a uh, sea soul last month um you know people can obviously see yeah. that there is there is stuff happening things are occurring um yeah you will i'm going to i'm going to I'll echo what mike said yeah i think you you will things will start to make sense in
0: due course, yeah, and and I Ed, it's it's hard to it's hard to ask someone who works at Rare, you know, like if my suspicions are correct mm. because part part of the fun is is actually experiencing it and uh going into into the story and kind of finding out what happens. Yep. Um, you know, no one, only only a, a, a portion of the community is okay with spoilers, uh, or, or just in general and uh, to try and preserve some of that that um, sense of adventure mm-hmm. when you get out there and you actually get to experience it for yourself yep. is is truly an awesome thing. And uh, uh, that's one of the things I love to love about Sea of Thieves is, is its ability to pull me into a world and get me invested in what I'm doing because I'm so attached to understanding what's going on because there's still a lot of stuff that, as as a as a a pirate in a game Mm. i don't understand Mm. and there's there's always like that desire to try and understand what's going on and there's there's always going to be things that i that i think could be changed about the game but that's easy to say from my standpoint and there's always things that i want done to the game because i'm always i want the best game to be represented at all times so Mm. I can always tell people, like, this is this is the game that I play. It's the game that I love. Yeah. And I love seeing uh, other people get into that. Um, but the story has always been the thing that has always in- interested me the most. Because as far as I'm concerned, the Sea of Thieves as a game is pretty much the, the... It's the Pirates of the Caribbean movie that I don't have to wait... For them to pay Johnny Depp millions of dollars to 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 drag himself from from France to come back to do, <laughs> it's it's the the game that I get to it's the story that I get to see unfold on a monthly basis yeah. uh, with all the new updates coming out and the fact that the updates are still free to me is is insane. Um, I, I, I it's one of the things that I appreciate the most is is that it's it's a game that you don't have to spend any money in. Beyond the initial purchase price, or if yeah. you're using Game Pass, and you you still get rewarded every month with more stuff to check out. Yeah, and if 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 all I could do is wish one thing for the team is this, that they had more members so that they could do more <laughs> uh, with the time that they have because I, I just want to see this game come to like it's it's uh, it's it's perfect status. Like I want to I want to see it to the point where everyone is completely satisfied no one has any qualms and everyone's like yeah no that's spot on right there that's exactly what what we're what we're looking for that's proper sea of thieves so that's good going into um some of my questions for uh see this is a tough one because i want to ask you if if there's anything that you're excited for but i know that that's kind of a, a hard question to answer um (laughs) but are there things that are there thing oh we'll we'll flip it are there things that have come out probably uh this year that you're that you were really excited about coming out um stuff that we already know about yeah
1: um i think a very very good example of that um was fire um you know we um prototyped it um uh, a long time ago and i think like it was. There's always something that we thought. Oh yeah, this, this is something that, like, just in terms of what the community can do with it, um, it, mm-hmm. it was always going to be like, like, just incredible. Um, just thinking about all the different, just the shenanigans that people would get up to, um, and I, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, it's, it's crazy. And I think, like, um, just looking back at when we were, like, say, like, prototyping it in unity and playing it and you know playing with fire quote unquote um there was um just crazy stuff would happen um and even though it was obviously mm-hmm. unity and we had the you know the little tic-tac people running around etc etc um you could still <laughs> see like oh, okay this is going to be hilarious when it gets into uh the game and obviously you know it was a, a long coming but um i'm really yeah. glad that it, it it did make it in because some of the the stuff that um people this is fine memes that we're seeing, um, yeah. <laughs> just even stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's hilarious. I'm just I, I'm loving seeing um, uh, stuff like that uh, uh, keep popping up in the community. Um, so yeah, I think Fire fire's is one of the one of the major ones. I just thought I can wait to see this in people's hands, partly because of those the, um, just the just the nonsense that people would get up to that, that now that Fire uh, was included. Um, but then also just like the spectacle of it, and I think it adds like uh, a ton um, to the game. So, yeah.
0: so I'm, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen an emote come out that has uh, you sitting in a chair holding a, a, a mug or, or a tankard. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed <laughs> that, that with the introduction of fire, that the team has not has not put in an emote that allows people to sit down in a chair and actually hold a, a, a tankard and and just perfectly encapsulize that that meme uh, down to down to the very core essence of what it is because that's that's exactly what what I thought a lot of people would do as soon as Fire came out is they'd they'd be doing the this, this is, is fine fire. meme and I and it's been great to see see those everywhere seriously. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, as I'm kind of wrapping things up, are there any things, um, that you wanted to share? Uh, cause I know you, you do all of the, the community spotlights and stuff. Mm. Um, and, and you work on the discord. Are there any things about working as like the, the manager of the discord that you find difficult?
1: Um, I would say, um, I'd say keeping up with everything that's going on. um, I think, I think this is something that in, in general, like when I when I first started and CFDs was a lot smaller. Um, just in terms of what we, uh, you know, before we were even out, I was good. For, you know, there was a lot more time for me to go and um, you know just see everything that was happening within the community. Um, and just now, mm-hmm. it's just it's you know it's 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 just a reality of things that the community has grown to such a size that which is awesome, obviously. Like it means that um, rare as the studios. You know, doing its job. You know, it's like, it's like we've got a really yeah. large, engaged community, um, but I just can't be, um, I just can't keep up, I think, with, um, everything that's happening. And so, you know, I mentioned the team earlier. We mm-hmm. also have, um, we also have a team of, um, our community managers, um, who, um, there's about, um, uh six of them, um, who work, um, remotely, uh, uh from, uh, from home. Um, really, really, really cool guys. Really, really good team
0: shouldn't have said um, that they uh, <laughs> you really shouldn't have said they that. um because now i'm going to be looking for that job listing <laughs> and now i'm going to i'm going to be sitting there scouring the careers at rare ltd like all right i know cameron said this was a thing like it's got to be there's there has to be a pop-up i have to jump <laughs> on this as soon as i see it i'll get that job
1: it, it's, it's interesting like it's, it's interesting you say that though because i think like with with, with their um uh for them, um obviously they they they're in a position where, you know, they whether it's because of um their their position at home, et cetera, that they've not, you know, they can't fully mm-hmm. commit to, you know, working like um like a full like, I don't know, like a nine to five somewhere um um mm-hmm. in a specific like office or whatever it is. Um but uh we yeah so we, we we work with them. Um so I'm I one of my other responsibilities is uh looking after um uh, that team as well. Um, and so they um, a lot of the time, a lot of them are in the uh, US hours. A lot of the time, um, you know, on the Discord or the forums, Twitter and Facebook as well. But in terms of like moderating the the um, the Discord and the forums, they're really on the ball. And um, mm-hmm. you know, we talk uh, regularly, um, you know, uh, on you know, what's happening, any issues that have come up. And obviously, I'll come in if if it's something that needs like um you know really like a, a lot of like deeper attention obviously I'll, I'll come in and um and give it the attention that uh it needs um but yeah so they've made even though it's still challenging for me to keep up with everything that's happening uh, across discord and the mm-hmm. forums they are really good at what they do and so um i don't feel as though even though there are things i'm not going to know everything that's happening um I think I feel like I know enough if you yeah. know what I mean. Like, I definitely feel like I'm on top of things, but just in terms of all the, you know, nuances of things that are happening in the community that's twenty four seven, you know what I mean? It doesn't stop just because we go home. Um, they're really good at yeah. um, you know, keeping uh keeping on top of things uh, and keeping the community just a just a nice place uh for people to be as well. So um yeah.
0: That's that's the trick right there is is and do you find like it's it's hard to continuously keep people who are just joining the community aware of how we do things, uh, as far as like mm-hmm. keeping to the code or uh, respecting people's right to play how they want to play, uh, as long as it doesn't break any terms of service.
1: I think it's 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 interesting. I th- I feel like it can be uh, at times. Um, although I think that one of the things that we've been re- we've been really lucky with is that. Eve um, despite the fact that you know um, people in this in the community are from all kinds of walks of life, all kinds of different places, et cetera. Um, despite that, uh, they still um, there's, there's still that sort of like common respect um, amongst each other, which is really mm-hmm. nice. and so um, there are people that you know that like to play the game certain ways and obviously arguments do happen in the community we see, we see it. You know, you know, we see it all the time. People disagree on things. Stuff does get heated, um, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, like, it rarely, it rarely ever gets super malicious. Um, and so, and what's what's cool is that even on Discord, um, people find their own little groups that they, even though the Discord we got Discord has over like 80,000 members at this point, um, but everyone finds their own little groups that they'll um, you know, they'll talk to um and that you know they'll play with they'll use the lfc channels to you know jump into a game uh arena contest or adventure mode or whatever it is um they'll find their own little groups and so despite the fact that there are different people wanting different things from the experience people do find their own niches um which is awesome and so i think bearing that in mind um, you know it's not a constant war zone if you know what i mean (laughs) which is uh Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And with cuz you mentioned how big sea of thieves Discord is, uh is it refreshing going to the Everwild Discord where it's it's a lot smaller of a community and everything's all pure speculation and there's just a a, a bunch of fervor about what's what the potential for for Everwild is going to become?
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um I feel like um it, it is nice it's a nice like I guess like juxtaposition if you want to call it that um uh mm-hmm. in the, yeah it's because it, it reminds me of early days um with CFDs where it's like you know you had a small group of people really friendly getting on with each other and just excited about this new thing that was coming out um and so um yeah. it, it is nice to see that as well and and to be honest like it, it's an interesting one like we we obviously you know keep keep an eye on the discord and it's moderated etc but so far it's just been really diplomatic and people have just been really excited and speculating and coming up with funny names for uh uh, for the the creatures in the trailer so yeah it it, it has been nice it's been really really (laughs) um i also advise you checking the discord and seeing some of the names they come up
0: Yeah, yeah, the the ever wild Discord is is got a lot of familiar names in there, and it's it's yeah. really it's really cool to see that mm-hmm. it's it's not just Sea of Thieves, it's it's fans of rare uh, that have made their way to that Discord because at this point we don't know or the community I should say doesn't know enough about what that game even mm-hmm. is, but we're all still so supportive of the studio that it doesn't matter what this game is we're we're going to be there day one, and that's. It's cool to see this, this core group of people who are, uh, who are going to have fun with this, regardless of, of what type of game or, or what this game ends up becoming. 100%. Um, as I kind of uh, wrap things up, uh, you always have questions for the community members when you do the community spotlights. So I wanted to shotgun a couple for you and see if, uh, if I could, if I could get your thoughts on some of these. Sure. So, um, what uh what other hobbies do you like to do outside of gaming
1: uh hobbies outside of gaming um i would say once upon a time it yeah, it was it, <clears throat> sorry it would be drawing um, i used to do a lot of drawing obviously that's, i went on to do graphic arts at university i think at the moment um uh you know i do things like you know i watch a lot of i watch a lot of anime i i read books etc um as you pro- mm-hmm. I probably alluded to well, i did allude to in our conversations on twitter before this um Big thing for me at yeah. the moment is um, uh, my Japanese uh, studying. Um, that is the, I guess my main, yeah, that's my main hobby outside of you know just this general sort of like just relaxing of video games, etc. Um,
0: is that just for pleasure, or are you looking to to make that a, a serious endeavor?
1: Um, I would say uh, at some point, um, definitely something that I want to use somewhere somehow. I don't know. I don't know how obviously i'm happy where i am at the moment so we'll see but it's um it i've I've been learning for the past um 13 years of my life so it's um wow. well, sort of on and off because it's always been something that's been extracurricular like i've had to learn it sort of like outside of outside of um you know my main education so um you know yeah. private tuition like you know I have, a, I have a tutor who i've known since i was 13 14 um who um who teaches me every week. We have uh, like an hour lesson. Used to be she, she she lives back in where I'm from so she used to come over to my house. Uh, but now obviously since I'm up here mm-hmm. um I learn over Skype. Um but yeah that's the that's the main thing and I've been learning uh, from it. Yeah. So I keep it up.
0: Have you been to Japan or is that still on the bucket list?
1: Yeah I've been um uh I've been uh, quite a few times now and I I feel like it definitely helps as well uh with um with my I guess my ability to speak and read and write the language I always feel like when I come back
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's almost like a test if you know what I mean like it's almost a test of how how good I've gotten <laughs> since the last time I, the, 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 the last time I've been it's a really expensive test like yeah. Jesus, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's a it's a test nonetheless um and I, I, I'm hoping to go next year at some point as well uh but yeah yeah I've been and it's um I I do love it there um and obviously like I say like it's it's a good chance to for me to actually use the language um properly because right now the only time I get to really use my Japanese is um when I have my you know hour or so lessons with my teacher uh, once a week or say I'm watching some anime or some Japanese tv program whatever it is or reading something it's um
0: and what what's like an anime that that you would recommend to folks who are into anime that they might not have seen?
1: Um, that they might not have seen. Um, I'm gonna choose. I'm actually gonna choose a um, uh, a film um, that I saw okay. recently. There was a limited release uh, of it. It's called um, Promare, um, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's by Studio Trigger. Uh, if anyone out there has watched um, uh, Tengen Toppa Gurren Lagann or Kill la Kill. Um, it's by the same studio that did mm-hmm. that. And it's effectively, if I were to describe it in the shortest um, way possible, most succinct way possible, it is um, an anime film about uh, futuristic firefighters that use mechs instead of fire engines.
0: Ooh, yep. That's yep. cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering where I was like, firefighters? Okay. And then you said yep. mechs. And, I'm and a, they also fight and, uh, I'm, terrorists I'm good.
1: as well are they save people from that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah it's, re- it's really really oh, good premiere wow. that's cool Very very
0: good. Oh, awesome and um if you can share one fun fact about yourself uh that most people even employees probably wouldn't know
1: gosh one one fun fact about myself um the fact that I'm procrastinating right now it makes me sound like a very boring person but it's uh, uh <laughs> i try to draw upon the last 27 Some- years of life and- think about what um
0: <laughs> I can't imagine how difficult that must be. I mean it's it's twenty seven years to, to try and pull one succinct <laughs> fact is. out that would be fun for yourself. Um other hobbies maybe or uh something that that you know that you can do better than other people maybe um
1: I if you know what I would say um this is something that employees know about me but actually um so I'm quite into um, like uh, fragrances, um, like a, you know, sort of like a cologne, really? and stuff like that. So it, it was a weird one. So I used to like for um, uh, a little while back. Um, this is I'm, I'm thinking. Oh yeah, it was around the Olympics. So when the Olympics came to London, um, I um, mm-hmm. there's a there's a brand in the UK. Um, actually, I think they're, well they're international, but they're, they're mostly it's a UK brand uh, called Joe Malone um, London and um so during mm. the olympics when the olympics came to london they were doing a special like promotion sort of thing where um, uh you always get like a fancy box when you buy uh, fragrances from there um and so they needed illustrators so at the time i was at university for arts and illustration so i ended up just i ended up getting a job working at one of their boutiques and like their fragrances are like incredible like they, they use all these like really natural strange ingredients but um they make really, really unique sense. And sorry, obviously before that, I didn't really care about uh, stuff like colognes and whatever, but, um, after, after mm-hmm. working there yeah. for a long period of time, and especially, um, they invited me to various other boutiques around the country and a couple of the different, different ones in Europe as well. Um, I just got weirdly oh, cool. interested in, um, in their fragrances. <laughs> and so, yeah, I have, um, I have quite a few, um, you know, various different fragr- fragrances and whatnot. Um, in, uh, uh-huh. um at home so um so yeah it's um i'm finding it quite interesting that's yeah. cool
0: I, I know a lot of the, the the devs and and other members of the team have have their own personal things james i think uh really into knitting and things and uh aaron definitely loves trying to hunt down gamecube games <laughs> that, but, um yeah <laughs> he's been having a lot yeah, of fun yeah, I, I know yeah. uh so um yeah uh that's that's pretty much it um i i just want to thank you again cameron it's it's been one of those things where i and in, in this is an open invitation i would love to get a chance to sit down and chat with more of the team to find out more about who they are and what got them into rare and stuff so if you know anyone that that might be interested i'd, I'd love to get a chance to get into contact with them to to try and get them uh, on the podcast as well um Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to to kind of chill with me and just have a good conversation. Uh, I really love this, and, and I hope that we get a chance to, to kind of do this again in the future. Sure. Um, is there anything that you want to shout out uh, before we head out? Um,
1: the only thing uh, that I do have to shout is that I hope um, obviously I mentioned that I'm, I'm off now, but I hope everyone in the community uh, yourself included have a great holiday. Um, it's been a like it's been a busy year for us. I'm sure it's been Aww. a busy year for a lot of people. So I, yeah, I hope everyone has, um, a great holiday. Um, obviously I'll, I'll be back in January, along with the well, the rest of the studio. Um, and yeah, there's some we got some exciting stuff coming up. So uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys enjoys festival given obviously as mm. well. Um, and yeah, there's gonna be there's of course gonna be more more where that came from in the new year. So yeah, enjoy yourselves.
0: Anything you. Mm. Any little thing that that you would uh, you would like to tease out, or is it uh, mum the word? Uh,
1: mum is the word. Um, what spelling? Of, what are you talking, talking about the UK spelling or the uh, the American spelling? We'll go with the M. <laughs> cool. Um, no, yeah, my, yeah, mum is the uh, yeah, mum is the word. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, people have been excited about these monthly content updates, and yeah, you know, they. We don't plan on stopping them anytime
0: soon. So yeah. Awesome, awesome, yeah. very, very yeah. cool, Cameron. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Uh, I, again, I'm really appreciative that you that you decided to join oh, thank me. You. Uh, if anyone listening wants to get a hold of you, uh, you're in the Sea of Thieves Discord. You're in the Ever Wild Discord. Uh, you're at Young Tuck on uh, or Young Tack on on Twitter. If I yes. remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top yep. of my head. I am. And then you're hanging around the uh the forums as well i am kind of keeping watch over there yeah. so uh cameron thank you I, I i appreciate this so much thank you and i hope you have a wonderful holiday oh
1: thank you no cheers Logan. thank you very much like obviously like like i said uh before like i appreciate you yeah, you know taking the time out to, to even just yeah to chat to me and ask me questions like it's um like i said so i was flattered um very very flattered when yeah when you messaged me so yeah thank you very very much it's been fun that's oh, my pleasure um, and likewise like hope you enjoy um uh hope you enjoy the holidays
0: definitely definitely well and that was the interview with cameron i i really appreciate that he took the time again it was great to talk with him we did get a chance to talk after the the interview and came came up with a couple things that i think would be fun to have him come back on to talk about and i think we're going to save that for a later date but if if you enjoyed this please let me know please let him know i i really hope that you guys enjoy this Uh, i'm putting this out on what is going to be christmas eve so i'm hoping that you all enjoy this i know there's not a lot a lot of people take time off during this uh for podcasts and whatnot but i know a lot of you still work and still rely on content so in the in the event that you don't have something to listen to hopefully this will uh help fill that time and if not hopefully you pick this up uh when you do have some time off and enjoy it as much as i did and with that pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves